1: Wow!
2: Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris and We're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Who's I can see in the video screen doing a very weird expression. Two thumbs up, cheeky grin. Hey. It's, it's, it's Pete Donaldson. <laughs> I'm just
3: Ugh. doing a little cheeky grin and two thumbs up. I'm excited. We very rarely record podcasts at the weekend. That's what we're doing. Looking through the curtain and all that. We're recording podcasts at the weekend. Uh, and it's, it's a wacky it's, weekend. It's a wacky weekend. Weekend. To Isn't it Aren't we wacky? Isn't it wacky, eh? Uh, yes. It's How have you wacky. been, Chris? You all right? <laughs> You're have to film a video. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm doing rather well. As someone who's running around like a maniac, I'm filming a video at the moment about things I don't like in Japan. Okay. And um, it's been fun so far. Uh, I've got a list of 12 things. Number 12 is the key to success on YouTube, Pete. they have won a title with... Big views. I don't know why the number 12 is the sweet spot. Number 10 doesn't, doesn't deliver. Twelve. Ten's
3: like, I'm not getting enough, to be honest. Ten is, I'm not getting enough. Twelve is, I'm sated, I'm calm after (laughs) a delicious meal of YouTube goodness. It's like, um, uh, but I found very much uh, putting a lady on the front of your videos, as discussed in the last show, is actually the key to success. Certainly at our uh,
2: nascent burgeoning uh, level. uh, But uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my my editor, Dave, showed me a... um, a YouTube channel had like lots of YouTube shorts on it right Right. and all the YouTube shorts were like 20,000 views 30,000 views and then there was one where he'd put his girlfriend in the, in the thumbnail right and it was like 800,000 views and it's like <laughs> Jesus what is it why but you know he willingly admitted, so admitted himself He's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, like oh yeah I clicked on it I clicked on it too and I was like you're part of the problem Dave you're part of the problem Dave. and I fired him out of a window into a <laughs> fucking wall Uh yeah, I don't know. Honestly, mm. maybe I should just just get some girls, put them in the thumbnails.
3: Get some girls, <laughs> the put rewards. them in the
2: thumbnail. That's how you do YouTube.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: misogynistic abroad Yeah But yeah I saw an interesting video This week Charlotte uh, showed it to me On Twitter There was a video Of racism Doing the rounds Racism That okay. they have in Japan now Yeah uh, Do you like racism Pete? Oh I Can't racism? get enough of me.
3: You know what It's an inexhaustive source. <laughs> you know
2: There's always gonna There's, there's, there's so much of it around um,
3: If you're into racism It must be so satisfying It's like sort of Being really into I don't know Pears And having your own pear tree There's always racism <laughs> It's Brilliant! That's
2: the spirit. Always bringing positivity I've, to the I've party. Said it befo-
3: I've said it before. If we could run a car on anti-Semitism, it's it's been happening for the oh, centuries. God. Like so, like like if we could run it on that, like the, it it does it never seems to go away. You think that you've got over it. You think everyone's got over it, but yet there's more of it. There's, there's Kanye West on fucking Twitter talking about oh, the Jews God, and stuff. It just it's, it drives me wild. Get over it, guys, and find <laughs> something new.
2: It's true. Yeah, there is racism people are idiots and this week there was a video going around on twitter um, i think if you type in harajuku racism it should come up on twitter somewhere okay basically it's a, i think it's a mexican couple in an avocado restaurant in harajuku
3: <laughs> are you making uh, this are you making this story with an algorithm
2: up. <laughs> right and is this at uh, this restaurant apparently you can either pay 400 yen to get mm. a free avocado which is a oh, an avocado, avocado coffee, milkshake. Right. Yeah. right, okay. And uh, you can pay 400 yen. Or you can follow them on Instagram and get the same avopacino. I don't know what an avopacino is. I'm assuming it's great. But anyway, hmm. this Mexican couple, I think they followed on um, Instagram. And they went and got up. They got up. And ordered their food, and then they went over, poured their aperitives, and went back to their table. Right. And the woman came over as they were eating their their lunch. The, the one of the members of staff came over, and was like, "Why did you get the aperitivo? Why did you get it?" And they were like, uh, "Because it said we could." And she was like, "No, I hate you." She was she was like, "Unfollow me now. Unfollow this restaurant and get out." And the woman and the the Mexican girl, and she was speaking Japanese. Credit where it's due to her, even though I think she was just a tourist over here. Mm. She was like. Shouldn't staff? I think she said something like, "Shouldn't staff be nice to customers?" Like your like you know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "No." The woman went, "No, this is Japan. We can do what we want. Don't ask <laughs> me about my job. Don't wow. ask what I'm doing. Get out." And the the Mexican couple are like shaking. They're like just I trying, to, eat. They trying to like stab away at their avocado Fucking and the aperitivo. And they just don't know what's going on. They're shaking in fear. And she's like, "Get out. I'm going to call the police. This is Japan." And the Mexican couple's like. Uh, okay and she runs off and, and gets the police and th- throws them out the store and i think i even though it's not in the video that i saw apparently the police officer comes over and the woman's like that you can hear her on the call to the police being like they're disrupting the restaurant foreigners there's a foreign man a foreign woman they've taken all the avocado, and that wow. this poor couple just sitting there like what the fuck is going on? Right. And I don't know if the member of staff was just straight up a bit racist or a bit of a twat. But it's very bizarre. And I don't know what's going I think the fact that she kept saying, this is Japan. We, have, yeah. we make it the rules. You mm. take the avocado when, you, when I say so. It's a very odd video. Go and check it out. See what you make of it. I wow. thought about doing a reaction to it, but it just made me angry. Um, and I feel sorry for the couple uh, who are just Awful. trying to enjoy their holiday and eat an mm. avocado. I, mean, well, I think we should go, Pete. I mean, they, pr- they probably had better treatment. Uh, they probably
3: had worse treatment. Uh, sorry. <laughs> they're probably happy that they had such good treatment compared to
2: the sort of treatment they get north of the border. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but there you uh, go. Bit of, bit of fun there to, uh, to kick off the podcast this week. have we got a story. <laughs> bit of racist fun. <laughs> bit of racist fun. We've got a story from uh, Asia. Asia. Asia from Guam. Asia from Guam, green from Guam. Uh, co- co- cogent What does Cogent or cogent mean? Cogent. What does that doesn't mean? it mean? Uh, doesn't it mean together? Or
3: co- it means? Um, uh, am I thinking <laughs> of? Am I cogent? It's, as in as in it's together? It's um it's correct. It's uh. I'll uh, take it. It, it. Yeah, cogent. Let's move on.
2: Let's move on. Cogent yeah, we'll Chris. That. You look it up. I read the bloody co-gent, story. Yeah, out. And it's pr- it's you've got pristine Pete. So pristine's a lot yeah. bloody easier. Clear, logical, and is- convincing. Cogent. A well, co-gent I like this argument. Now. It's a bit- that sounds better than affable I'll take that Koji and yeah, Chris right. My story is from summer 2019 in Osaka Specifically in Dotonbori I was standing in line with my two elder siblings And my boyfriend waiting to buy a dango Now dango is sort of uh, smashed up rice That's turned into a rice cake uh, nice. With a bit of sugar It's rather nice indeed Ooh. And it's on a stick While we were there uh, Stood in line I noticed a Japanese woman in her mid-twenties Pacing back and forth About ten metres She would have just been another face in the crowd But she passed us at least ten mm-hmm. times The woman was Japanese, but her makeup was very Western. Smoky eyes and dark red lips. I thought it was interesting. Because the usual Japanese makeup look is more of a natural look. She Mm. was wearing casual clothes, a tight, long sleeve shirt and skinny jeans. She didn't carry a bag or wallet, which also seemed Mm. kind of strange. Mm. Every so often, a large crowd would pass, and I noticed that the woman would stop in the path of men and ask something real quick. They would shake their head and pass by. She did this... (laughs) I wonder where this is going. She did this about 15 more times (laughs) before it started raining, and we Mm. took cover at a nearby Starbucks, causing me to lose sight of the woman. As we left, though, she seemed to have stopped two college-age boys... uh, and looked pretty friendly with them running her fingers across her chest and laughing super hard at what they were saying me and my sister got separated from my boyfriend and older brother and a youngish guy with silver hair and what would be interpreted as bdsm fetish wear was standing at a corner shouting at us where are you going beautiful ladies uh, that way my sister nervously pointed I go with you, he shouted. No, no, thank you, I said, as we hurriedly uh, we hurried away, anxiously laughing about the whole awkward interaction. To either of you guys have stories being approached by ladies of the night or men. Best wishes, Asia from Guam. Men of the night. <gasps> men of the night. Bloody. <laughs> men of the night. Uh, I mean... This is a, what a ridiculous story. <laughs> is this just a story about I saw a prostitute saw in the street? I saw a prostitute in the street. Is maybe that the story? In a maybe,
3: nutshell? maybe Asia from Guam doesn't. Maybe just Guam doesn't have a lot of people, you know, soliciting for, uh, for work on, on 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 the street, so to speak. <laughs>
2: no, I mean, in, it's very common in Shibuya. There's a street um, going up the hill away from Shibuya, yeah. crossing dog to Dogenzaka. and it's there that you will get um sort of a lot of people come up to you and be like who wants a massage yeah and then they'll sort of drag you off um i think i inquired once so i was drunk i was like how much is a massage and because i was like oh, i'd like a massage now and they oh, and dear. then they were like sex sex i was like oh no no sex just, sex no sex. and i was like oh crap and I was like, I need to get back to my upper hotel room now. And I don't <laughs> tried tell me away live. And they literally, they literally followed me up the street for ten minutes. <laughs> and I was like, Oh dear. So never, even in a joke, even don't if engage. You yeah. What a massage. Don't engage. It, it just reminds keep me walking. of being on that very go?
3: street, and my mate uh, Craig. Um, uh, Craig got flustered when he was approached by someone, and uh, he said, "Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm jet lagged." And she went, "Blow job, good for jet lag." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, Craig, it's very hard to argue with that. <laughs> argue with that line of. Uh,
2: arguing, <laughs> I guess it Poor is. Old
3: Craig. Poor old Craig. Never is, mind. Is
2: Craig your friend that always gets like dragged through hell on every trip to Asia? pretty much yeah he yeah he's the one who
3: who i uh gave several degrees of sunburn in korea once when we were um, out and about <laughs> and i had an absolute breakdown that i couldn't order a taxi because my hands were covered in hot sauce from the chicken and uh, it's it's a long story but it ended up with this me very literally holiday. having a fucking breakdown because i was too hot <laughs> I'm too hot oh my God. i'm in jeju and i'm too hot <laughs>
2: <laughs> dear me God. well What's going on in the news of the week in Japan this week, Mr. Dawson? Anything fun going down in Japan?
3: Well, define fun Chris. <laughs> um, well, a night out in Shibuya, clearly. Well, yeah, I mean if your night out in Shibuya uh, ends certain ways because you know it's a dangerous part of the part of Tokyo, but apart from the it's probably the only part of Japan that's legitimately dangerous for people uh, there and parts of Osaka you would say. But um if you uh you know, take the wrong uh decision, take the wrong fork in the road, uh, you may end up uh dead. And may end up being cremated in Japan. Kyoto are planning to sell cremated people's metal fillings for millions of yen. A lot of M's in that oh sentence. A lot of L's in that sentence. But um, have you got any fillings, uh, Chris?
2: Uh, I think I've got one. What? Yes, and I don't I- want to sell it for millions of yen. Because <laughs> 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 I mean, I soon. guess,
3: do they still use kind of precious metals? Do they still use gold and
2: platinum and and, and all that and all that jazz? Yeah, I heard somebody tell me they use mercury the other day Which What's sounds that, very dangerous seem, sounds like that's not the case, surely It, oh, it does sound like a line it It's like, like asbestos fillings, right? <laughs> <laughs> like a really I
3: slow like-, like those little um, tablets that you, they give like prisoners of war To, to commit suicide oh, <laughs> It's God, like that, I but know, very tablet, slow yeah, yeah. Very, very slow oh. yeah.
2: Well, I've got I do. I did chip my front tooth once And I put yep. some sort of magical clay on it That sort of looks like enamel mm. um, And that's good because I don't like the silver fillings; they look pretty yeah, awful. Look dark, yeah. But if I can cash them in now in Kyoto, well, it's, uh, <laughs> well, it's got well, a lot more appealing all of a
3: sudden. Well, I don't actually. I, I don't. I'm 41, and because I um, grew up in a rather. Uh, Low income area, let's say they do tend to put more mm. fluoride in the water. I've spoken about this before, um, so I think my teeth are bloody strong compared to of <laughs> the rest of the country. So I don't think I've got any. So I've not got any fillings, uh, and I'm 41. I'm quite quite proud of that fact. So you will hear me repeat it several times on this podcast. But um, in Japan. <laughs> Uh, there's not a lot of burials going on. You do see graveyards around the place, but the space is paramount, certainly in the cities and stuff. Mm. So they do tend to be cremated in Japan. Um, it's an energy intensive process and it requires very specialised equipment. I went to, uh, I went to one uh, quite recently, in fact. And take Kyoto City. Uh, they've only got one major crematorium in the city. Uh, and to make things more troublesome, in the Kansai regions of Japan, uh, in Kyoto and Nara, there's a very old custom of the bereaved only removing certain bones of the deceased after cremation and transporting them God. to the family grave. So you cremate most of the body, but then they've got that chopsticky thing, haven't they? Where they sort of pick up little bits of bone and kind of like manipulate them, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, 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 within the
2: ashes and stuff like that. And then the yeah, remaining... you sort of sift the bones out yeah. in, the, in the cremation. So that's why, you know, you're not allowed to put your chopsticks upright. Yeah. Uh, they have that as part of the funeral ceremony. Funeral ceremony and, um, yeah, they sort of pick up bones with mm. chopsticks. Bit grisly. I don't want to do that any soon. It's quite grisly, yeah. The, um, so they
3: put... Um, so basically, they, they take all of the ashes from, from bodies and they, they bury them in the, cre- in the crematorium on their own premises. But if you can imagine, there are... I think I think there was between April and December last year there was 13,000 cremations so they've got 39 tonnes of ash generated that they've got to bloody get rid of Mm. somehow and it's a financial it's financially difficult to get rid of all these ashes basically this is just Kyoto right well yeah exactly that's just Kyoto and um the breakdown of the metals that were found in the tray after, oh, the, after the body's been cremated. 7.1 kilograms of gold. That's between April and December oh, last my year. God. 7.1 kilograms of gold. 0.2 kilograms of platinum. I mean, I guess there will be like metal hips and stuff presumably getting melted down as well. Um, 21.1 kilograms of silver uh, and 62 kilograms of palladium. And that all uh, adds up to um, 119 million yen in precious metals. And that's like under a year's worth of, uh, of bits and bobs. Um, and so the city's currently discussing whether they should um, sell the precious metals and save the money for use when the funeral hall needs renovations um, or throw it away. I mean, it's quite a waste that you're just throwing away that amount of, of, of precious metals. Uh, but as you can imagine, Kyoto City... I mean they could do what they want fundamentally and and, and there is legal precedence supporting the ownership of, of the remains but they're kind of like and, and there's no way of sort of distinguishing because it's just a big blob of metal Who whose bit of metal <laughs> belongs where um, yeah. and so and so they're in a situation where they're not sure whether to sell it whether to bury it whether to um, just keep it for a rainy day uh, but it's an interesting kind of like it's the sort of things you don't sort of think about um, when it comes to like the cremating process if you've got a really busy crematorium you're going to be in a situation where there's going to be loads
2: <laughs> Of, loads of like mad metals kicking around. I can see, I can see the cash symbols in Pete Donaldson's eyes I can, already, yeah. mate. I, the Donaldson crematorium. I went, I went,
3: I went to a, 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 I literally can't talk about it without t- a bursting at tears. But I went to a, a, a dog crematorium lit, uh, uh, quite recently, and fucking hell. That is a hustle <laughs> That is a hustle and a half Really? All you need oh. Is a big furnace And a potter cabin Somewhere night Somewhere like in, in a patch of farming land
2: Absolute bunts, baby They don't even have to work weekends Bunts Jesus <laughs> I mean, I've got 119 million yen That's about A uh, million dollars or so, right? Yeah, uh, yeah If maybe, my calculations is correct Slightly mm. less now if we <laughs> Given Japan's weak yen mm. But a million dollars That's a good amount of money it's, it's yeah. a cynical, sinister way to get a million dollars, but maybe it can plug <laughs> Kyoto's debt pile uh, yeah. that's built up over the last two, three years of having no tourists. So mm. yes, Kyoto looking desperately to find ways of making money. It seems uh, a great way to plug that hole. Plug that um, hole with God, filling. a telling story. <laughs> plug it with s- seven kilograms of gold, six kilograms of palladium. Jesus. Yeah. The lo- you know, thing world. is,
3: knowing, knowing Japan, they'll just buy a big statue of an oct- octopus. <laughs> it's like, oh, for crying <laughs> out loud. <laughs> You idiots.
2: (laughs) The Palladium
3: Octopus. That'll be so good.
2: That's a really cool Palladium Octopus. That sounds like an aftershave out of Kyoto. Yeah. I love it. We'll be back in just a moment, guys. With your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Palladium Octopus. Yes. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. All right. All right, Chris. Back off the mic a bit. Um, Play,
3: octopus. <laughs> Ramona Harrison has got in touch. A Brit living in the Netherlands. An excellent choice, has to be said. Uh, dear Chris and Pete, in your Journey Across Japan video featuring the Dutch theme park Hui, hui Ten Bosch, I think. House Ten uh, Bosch. Say again. How? House, House, t- House ten Bosch, House yeah. ten Bosch, right. You briefly show the Dom Tower of Utrecht. Uh, I live in Utrecht, and this year Utrecht uh, donated a chunk of the tower to the theme park for its 30th anniversary. Oh, oh that's cool, isn't it? Wow, um, is the cool. Dom the Dom Tower sounds like a, <laughs> a <laughs> it's like Dom somewhere tower. you'd go to be uh, with the S and M man. Um, th- my question <laughs> to Chris is this: I have started a YouTube channel to show off some of the coolest things about Utrecht. However, I still find it hard filming in crowded places. How did you get over that, kind of? Guards, Ramona Harrison a Brit living in the Netherlands how did you get across how
2: did you get over filming in in Japan and filming in the streets I mean it it took a lot of practice first of all house ten Bosch it's in a video called I stayed the night in Japan's biggest theme park it was yep. a journey across Japan last year I was there with Joey Anatsky and oh my god really cool theme park you would love it Pete you've got to go there it's a slice of you know uh, pie what's it what's it modeled modeled on really just amsterdam and bits and pieces of you know holland um really cool highly recommend going there um but how do i get over filming in crowded places you just have to switch it off i was filming a part of sendai station the other day and um, now that tourists are back it's a given that i'm going to get spotted when i'm out and about quite a lot you know i have to accept that as part of the job right and in fact i was spotted by two very nice uh I think I said actually two very nice Mormon guys while I was filming. Um, but you know, people look, people stare, but nobody interferes. Really, it's not like the UK where if you film outside, someone runs over and goes "oh, dickhead!" Okay. And you know, in Japan, people are very respectful. One of the easiest countries to film out and about in the world. Um, so as long as your YouTube channels. Oh, it's in U- Utrecht, so I don't know mm-hmm. how that's going to go down. Europeans are different. But honestly, you just have to ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? Um And often it's it's not that bad. I think you'll be fine. I mean, how did you get over it, Pete? You must have filmed out and about in public before. I, I imagine I find, you don't care.
3: I find the bigger the bigger the camera, the more people want to just stare at you. And actually, get. You know, oh, we, God all, we all do it to a certain extent. I've talked about it before, uh, where you look at someone and they're filming in the street and you're like, well, I don't know who they are. <laughs> how dare they? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know who. How? Who do they think they are? Filming, <laughs> filming with <the> a <laughs> <filming. laughs> fucking filming, fucking filming.
2: Well, straight after we finish tonight's <laughs> podcast, I've got to go and film out and about in the streets of Sendai once again. Ooh la la. And Yeah, I find one secret recently has been to use a pin mic, a lav mic, right? Yeah, okay. And just have that on me and remove the shotgun mic, the big sort of booming mic above the camera, because that is the bit that brings in attention. When people see the microphone, that's when they're like, oh, a video is happening. If it's just a a normal camera, though, they they don't care. They think it's just a photo. So that mic, if you get nervous remove the mic from the equation, put a lav mic on, like a pin mic, and Mm. um, often they're cheaper as well. Uh, And that is one way of getting around it. Uh, Mm. We've got a story, a question here from Ash in London. Hello, Catcher Chris and Pitcher Pete. In Japan, the nation of baseball fans we've been led to believe it is. Have either of you ever delved into Japanese baseball? And if so, do you have any tips for seeing a game? Many thanks, Ash in London. I am not your man. I've never seen a baseball game. I've seen one, actually, when I was working at Japan's North Japan's biggest school. I watched my students play for a bit, and then I got bored. <laughs> it's not me. I don't do sports. Uh, Pete, you like sports? Do you play baseball? <clears throat> do you know what baseball is?
3: I've, I've I've been in a baton cage a few times in Japan. It uh, really hurts your hands. I've done that. It really yeah. hurts your hands. Um, but um, I no, I've only I've not done any um, any, uh, any any baseball shots in uh, in Japan. It's up near kurikan Hall, isn't it? The um, the the big Tokyo one. It's up near. Um, so how, yeah. how it's, it's up sort of north northeast of the main uh, stretch of uh, of Tokyo. But um, yeah, been to a couple. Of, I went to the, went to the Mets recently. That was fun, a lot of fun. I went to the Atlanta Braves and it was zero 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 one, really rubbish match. <clears throat> and then I went to see the Mets uh, and it was a much high scoring game. And the thing that I noticed about like baseball fans. Because they play so many matches, like they could be playing on like a Sunday and then a Tuesday and then a f- Friday, mm. or whatever. Um, the, the the fans never seem that dejected when they lose. Like the, the like the <laughs> vibe is even if it's just been a really close true, run yeah, thing, yeah, they yeah. never seem that cut. Kind because of, we we're like, well, we we'll be back in two days. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. And I find that with Japan, people don't get as ferociously sort mm. of tribal like as, as we do in the UK over say soccer, football, whatever. You know, people in the UK live and die by the f- football whereas here I've never met anyone who's like super crazily into baseball in that mm. sort of obsessive scary way yep. but maybe that's just the UK we got one here from Andy He says dear splendiferous Pete and the illustrious Chris I'm a Londoner writing from Tokyo as I type this out would either of you say that there are any everyday food items that are overhyped and any that are underhyped good luck with your boxing match Chris good on you Pete for being yourself Andy oh. everyday food items overhyped um, and underhyped Mm. Any thoughts, Pete? Um, I'm getting a lot of uh, love on uh, Twitter for. Um, <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll read one out. Brendan, uh, oh sorry, Brandon a., uh Gibor. Um,
2: <clears throat> me finding out Coolish is literally just vanilla ice cream in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that everyone's come back, they've been just, they've either been loving or hating yeah. Pete Donaldson's beloved Coolish ice cream. <laughs> Everyday feed items overhyped. I don't know, really. I'm trying to think. I'm not very good at this. Moss Burger. Moss Burger's overhyped. I'm doing a video in a minute where I talk about how much I hate Moss Burger. It's Japan's local burger chain. It's very underwhelming. Some people are like, it's just so brilliant and different. Mm. But it's not. It's shit. It's shit. Imagine a lacklustre burger bun with unimpressive bread and no (laughs) flavour and no love and potatoes that are just wooden and dull in a basket Nothing is good about it, and I'm I'm not happy that in about one hour's time, even though my stomach is literally rumbling as I speak right now, I've got to go and eat a eat moss, a moss
3: burger. burger. Right? Okay. Oh,
2: go <laughs> to Freshness Burger. What is freshness it? Burger's is underrated.
3: What is, is Moss Burger? What is Moss Burger kind of? What is it like? Um, it, what does it stand for? M O S. What was the? You know. Um, well, they put a,
2: a portion of moss in every burger. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And, I thought uh, that, was, thought that was the yeah, case. Yeah. Good. I wish I didn't lie, laugh, though. I was going to try and rumble you. Absolutely. I don't think you'd have fallen it through there. No, I th- I th- you know what? I probably would have not fallen for that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Pete Dawson's yeah. gullibility <laughs> levels. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know why it's called Moss Burger. I don't know what Moss stands for. Ooh. What does Moss stand for in Moss Burger?
3: Yeah. Find out. I'm, I'm typing Someone it tell out. us. Right now. All oh, right. You've Burger... you got quite a keyboard than I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't really thinking why I typed out and I wrote, What Moss does Moss Burger now? What What? moss does Moss Burger know? What uh, What (laughs) what does moss mean? There's the title of the the podcast. What moss does Moss (laughs) Burger (laughs) know? It's like the sort of crap you'd find on a jumper. Okay, this is interesting. I've just found out what moss means. And this is the one interesting thing you've got to learn on uh, today's podcast. Moss, and I shit you not, it stands for mountain ocean and sun it means standing tall and firm like a mountain having a heart that is broad and deep as the ocean and having passion like the sun that never burns out that is our <laughs> founder's never-ending love for human beings and nature See? and our 400 moss burger branches
0: have you so have you
3: not kind of fallen back in love with moss burger after that oh my passion speech
2: I mean that's really good actually I didn't know that Mm. and now I can talk about that in the video exactly fun fact Moss Burger was born in uh, near Ikebukuro Tokyo Uh, they've got an original menu there are 1300 Moss Burgers in Japan Mm. 400 are located um, overseas and they feature original sauce With crispy lettuce, fresh tomatoes, savoury patties, all made to order using selected vegetables and other ingredients. I don't care. It's still rubbish. It's still got nothing (laughs) on a good, juicy, heart-stopping American burger. Get it done right. Or get a freshness burger. Freshness Mm. burger. I I don't know why. Freshness burger just tastes better. And that's Japan's other Burger chain So there's one thing To go for mm. When you come to Japan Avoid Mountains Ocean and sea burger And go for, for I can't believe that That's what it means Yeah there you does, go Did that surprise you as it much as it surprised me There's always some Silly nonsense isn't there <laughs> I just thought it was
3: Like a yeah, shotting or something
2: There's always some silly <laughs> Silly stuff The owner Takeshi Moss <laughs> Yeah uh, <laughs> Good lord I, I feel I, It's weird that I Reading that out I felt a certain Sense of guilt now That I'm about to destroy it In a video in front of Millions of people <laughs> I'm about to to mm. take it down a peg but I'm sorry Mossberger <laughs> it's just not good enough keep the stories questions comments coming in to Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com we'll be back later in the week to do all over again but for now guys no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great few days we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Japan Podcast. bye for now ta-ta mountains and oceans
3: Broad in Japan is a Stack Production
1: and part of the
0: ACAST Creator Network.